Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We've already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence so you will never work for someone else again. And now, here's your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here with the Successfully Unemployed show. I am super excited to have somebody on that has, actually has a brick and mortar business, something that is tangible, that he actually has a lot of people in his gym here and actually works out and looks at him as the coach, as the mentor, as somebody that's going to help them to get better. So I am so excited to have my friend Ron Montez. Ron, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Pretty excited, so. Awesome. Now, tell us about how you make money. Like, how do you provide for your family? How are you not having a job, but you have a gym, you have a business. How do you do that? Well, I mean, I, I after the military, I got into something that I love, which is, which is fitness, health and wellness. You know, I got into it um, more or less because a lot of the people that I've seen in the military... Um, you know, they got a lot of problems. They come back with problems and especially with the mind. And, you know, for a lot of us, fitness was kind of our outlet and kind of our way to relieve that stress and relieve that, you know, that pressure off our brain. So it was natural for me to, after I get out of the military, um, I did some other things, but after I got out, out from doing those other things, um, you know, I've always been into fitness, learned about CrossFit when I was in the military. And, you know, it, it's, it's something that I've always had a passion for, especially, you know, sports in high school. And here I am. I own a gym today, and it's just something I love to do. I love helping people. I love making people feel good. I love it. So, so you have the business for three years or four years now? Uh, we're going on our fourth year, August. I think my wife's probably going to kill me for this. But August, I think it's 26th. So that would be our four-year mark. We've actually been here for about five years now, a little over five years. One of my friends previously owned it, and that's how I kind of came into being in this specific spot. So. so tell us about getting up to where you took over the business because the business, somebody else already started the business and then you were working out and then they said, hey, we're going to move out or we're going to stop. And you said, you know what? I'll buy it. Tell us, talk to us about through that process, how your wife took it and like all the, the, the emotions and everything that went through the process of actually taking over a business. Um, so I, I think it was, uh, you know, when, when we lose something that we love and we, we lose something that, you know, we're passionate about. We lose something that you know means a lot to us. Um, you don't want it, you don't want those feelings to go away. Um, and we were in here one day, and my good friends to this day they actually own a coffee shop now, so that's kind of the the route that they wanted to go. So good for them. I sit in their coffee shop for you know three plus hours every Tuesday doing programming, sometimes more throughout the day. But um, you know they just they just came up to us and and you know it was it was the other two coaches who uh, one used to coach here, one still coaches here. Heather she she coaches here still, but you know he sat us down and he and he, and he told us. You know, hey, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, I want to do something else. And, uh, you know, he looked at all of us. He's like, so I think I'm going to close the doors. And immediately. You were working out here. Like this is a, a, like one of the classes? No. So I, I was a coach here. So oh, I coach. think I might have been coaching at that particular time or getting ready to coach. Heather and, and the other individual that used to coach here, they were, I think they were training at the time. He showed up and then uh, uh, took us in the, in the lounge over there, sat on that, on that couch and, and kind of sat us down to talk to us mentioned, you know, that didn't really want to do it anymore, you know, wanted to do other things. Uh, immediately, I looked over at Heather and the other person that used to work here, and I saw their face, and it kind of dropped. And at the same time, mine dropped because they love this place just as much as I did, and I didn't want to see it go anywhere. And I looked at him, and I told him, I was like, you know what, it, it, it's not going anywhere. 
And I, that day, that day, that literally right there, literally right there. Right I told then. him, wow. I was like, I was like, we're not closing. And I immediately got up. I called my brother, called a few friends that have owned business before and kind of got the first steps going. You take action. Oh, Apparently, I no, 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 I did. That's awesome. Again, I, I, I love doing this. I yeah. love helping people, especially, especially my athletes. You know, we've created such a, a great environment in here with great people and, and people love coming here and I love helping people. I love coaching people. And to see their faces when it dropped, you know, it, it, my face dropped too. You know, I had the same reaction they had. And my first initial thought, maybe it's because I'm used to making decisions like that or whatever it is, but uh, my first reaction was, it's not closing. And I got up, called my brother, called one of my other best friends. I was like, look, this is what's going on. What do I need to do? And they told me the first steps, you need to go down to City Hall. You need to get with, uh, I, I guess, the, the um, permits or the, mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the places that run the buildings or tell you if you can have a gym here yep. or tell you if you need it. And then, you know, I, I went there and, you know, I talked to a person. They told me exactly what I needed to do that day. I sat down, you know, paid the taxes, paid the business license and, you know, changed the name. And I was going to say, because it's California Precision right now. Calif what was, so we don't even care about what it was before, but that was, what was the process of changing that name? And figuring out what you're going to call it. I mean, it was it was easy. It was just uh, so for me, and I didn't. I, I the whole time I'm I'm going to you know city hall and trying to figure out these ways that I can you know be in this building and have a gym personally and run a gym out of this this building. You know, because all those permits and all those things they say you can't do. You know, city wise and the whole thing. The whole time I'm 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 thinking about all this stuff. I'm also thinking about like, well, shoot, like this is it's hitting me. Like reality is hitting me. Like okay, I'm going to own this big gym and this facility like okay and because i was in the military i was actually marine sniper for 12 and a half years the first that that came to my head well i live in california precision precision comes from me being a sniper in the military and then strength and conditioning so that's awesome that's exactly how the, that's exactly how the name came up i was just <laughs> i was driving there and i'm just thinking all these thoughts are going through my head and then um yeah it just Kind of popped in my head. Being a sniper, you have to be patient. You have to be methodical. And it seems like it was a no-brainer for you to say, because you did it right then and there. Right I'm, then it's there, not yeah. closing. I'm going to do it. And then you immediately moved on yeah. and started doing that. So how did it go from, so definitely going to the government, talking to them about the business license, permits, making sure everything's working right. And then from there, actively taking over the business. You have, did you have to put a lot of money down? Did you, what was the process of changing everything over? Um, it, it was actually quite easy. You know, Chris and I are still friends today. And, and I mean, it was quite easy. Um, obviously, you know, handing things over in business, people are going to want more and want less and want this and want that. Uh, but it's pretty easy. Like I already had a lot of my stuff in here already. Um, he had a lot of stuff in here already. So, uh, you know, when it was all set, and done you know i just separated everything of you know from his and mine i calculated all his stuff he calculated all his stuff and we came up with price and and that we agreed it. on it and we agreed on it yeah and it was that simple and and really that's all i did and and i was fortunate enough to uh gary which is you know the landowner here super nice guy he's also a veterinarian i was super fortunate to to be able to talk to him about the situation what was going on and he kept me at the same price and the same price today. And, and that price is super cheap. So that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're still here today. So, uh, but it's super cheap and, and, you know, I haven't had to do, I haven't had to do much. That's fantastic. Yeah, so, so it's been almost four years now. What is, what is something that some people would say, you know what? I want to start a gym. 
Take us from the very beginning. Now we know you gotta go to the government, you gotta make sure your business license, and you gotta make sure that the building itself is permitted so you can actually have a gym, um, things like that. What about starting from the very beginning? If we were to start a gym, what are your suggestions that we should do? Um, one, you gotta have the passion for it because you're gonna have hard times, you're gonna have good times, but you're probably gonna have more hard times than good times. Um, and you have to understand, like, those are all speed bumps in the process. And, you know, whether you choose to, you know, to, to drive over those speed bumps, I mean, that's entirely up to you. But for me, I think the third year has been the hardest year. Um, there's been a lot of ups and downs, um, you know, with people leaving and people not doing the right things in here and, and, and just a lot of different problems that I've had. Um, I think the third year was probably the hardest, but it was the most, it was the most rewarding because I learned a lot. I learned a lot more in that tough time than I did, you know, the previous years in those good times. You know, the first thing I think people need to understand is one, just make sure you're passionate about doing it and it's something that you want to do forever. Like for me, I, I was never one of those ones that, that maybe wanted to own this business, go on to this one, own this business, go on to this one, own this. I didn't want to be an entrepreneur basically. You know, so for me, this is something I always wanted to do, you know, especially when I got out of the military, just have the passion for it. Make sure you have the passion for it and understand like you might question your passion for it because you're going to have those speed bumps, but get past it because you started this for a reason and continue it for that same particular reason. So always have that reason why you want to do it. For me, I have a passion for this, but I have a passion for helping people as well. So if you're in something like this, just make sure it's always about the people first. Um, I think a lot of people get too caught up in... And, and making money is great. It's great. It's great. But I think a lot of people go wrong and they get too caught up in trying to make too much money too fast. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong, especially in this industry. Um, well, and it's I, a service industry. Yeah. We're serving people. Yeah. And I, and I see it. And I see it. You know, there's been gyms that have come. There's been gyms that have gone. There's been gyms that have come. And there's been gyms that have gone. And, and, and you know, just kind of looking at these gyms and seeing. And what I've gathered is just that mass production so quick when they're not ready for it. That mass production because they're wanting money and they're wanting to make millions off of this, which, I mean, it's a small gym, it's a small business. I mean, it's going to take a long time to even get to that point anyway, so don't rush it. Because you're at your four, almost year four. You said that year three was one of the harder yeah. the harder years. Now, tell us a bit about, not necessarily why, because there's a lot of things, but tell us, walk us through that hard year and what you learned out of it. Um, boy, without getting into specific, it's going to be difficult to do that, but, I mean, people-wise, so people-wise, um, I've learned to try to read people a little bit better, you know, if I can trust them or if I can't trust them. Um, I know the ones that I've let in my door that who will never come back into my door again. Um, I know the ones that that make this place run every day and it's the ones that walk through here every day. It's the ones that are passionate about coming in here every day. It's the ones that, you know, come in here for not just me but for the other people in here. Um, I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to do without without specific. So finding but. the right people is something that I've heard you say a few times outside yeah. of this conversation. Finding the right people, and then I have always found when you have the wrong person, it's time to move them on quick. Like get rid of them. That's my perspective. And, and you're right. And, and and those those right people. I mean, I mean, those wrong people didn't always start out wrong. They started out right, but. I think for me now I can see like the progression of where they went and I can see, I can see and I can, I, I can know when I see another person progressing towards that way. And for me, you know, those people, they didn't start out bad. They, they didn't, they didn't start out bad. Um, it kind of ended up that way, but now I see it and now I'm more, you know, I see it and I know what to look for and hopefully it doesn't happen again because, you know, I've had to rebuild probably three times that one year because Ouch. of it yeah 
So now we're, we want to have the passion for what you're doing because I agree, you know, starting one and then moving on to another, starting one and then moving on to another. It's just you keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. You never get any traction. And they say after five years, like if you can make a business five years, then you're 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 more than majority of the businesses they usually close yeah. up within one or two. So what after you have the passion, now we're looking at like the let's start the gym. Now is it the first thing we got to do is get a bunch of really good equipment or is it the people first? What are your thoughts? Um, so for me, I think I think uh, I don't think it's the equipment. I'm looking around here; it's pretty beat up. So, uh, <laughs> but I like it that way. It, like it's our home, you know, it's our home. It, it might be a beat up. I have to patch walls and I have to do this and I have to do that. But I mean, it's not always pretty in here. It doesn't need to be pretty. Um, I think a lot of people get fascinated with pretty, and I think that's the wrong way to go. Um, for me, and I think for other coaches, other gym owners, I think product knowledge is probably going to be. The best thing, because why do people come in here? They come in here to get healthy and well. Mm -hmm. They come in here to compete in sport. If you're not, if you don't have, you don't, you don't have the the knowledge to to teach these people about being healthy and well. If you don't have the knowledge to teach these people about sport and, and you know, kind of train them towards sport or train them towards being healthy and well, like what are you good for? Like that's what your sole purpose is to help these people. And if you don't have that product knowledge, if you don't have that knowledge to do that, then. I mean, why even be here? It's not going to be successful. I've been at some gyms where they focus less on the coaching, less on the getting them better, getting the person better, and more about taking pictures and putting on social media because yeah. they want their following bigger so they get more people in the door, make more money. That mass that's, producing. Yeah, it's now mass producing, which, I mean, it works for a little bit because more people come in the door, but eventually the people that are there realizing, I'm not, I'm just wasting my money yeah. here, wasting my time. And I could even get hurt because they're not even coaching me how to do it right. Yeah. And so when you go to a place like this, like California Position, where you actually get coached well, you are getting what you're paying for. Right. And you could tell, hey, Ron has a passion for this. I mean, you could absolutely tell just by your voice. You have a passion for the people and for what you're teaching. Yeah. So being able to have that is just, just fantastic. So from there, now we don't have the best equipment, but we obviously need equipment. Does it really matter or is it mostly like the coaching and the building, the changing of a lifestyle or, or you know, more fitness? Because equipment matters, yeah. but like, what, what are your thoughts about equipment? I think equipment's great. You need equipment to do certain things. I mean, you can't just do, I mean, I guess you could just do body weight all the time, but um, that'd be a lot of different body weight exercises that you need to learn. And But I mean, equipment's great. I mean, they, they, they add resistance. They add, they add a lot of different elements to you know, being healthy and well. You got rowers. That's a great aerobic workout, depending how long you are. Could be a high intensity workout, depending on what you're doing. Um, I focus all my my working out here and my conditioning. It's all based off of the bike. It's based off the rower, um, and it's based off of running. But do we have dumbbells? Do we have kettlebells? Yeah, we have pull-up bars. Yeah, heck yeah, we do. So all that stuff's important. So equipment. Yeah, I mean, it, it has a lot to do with it. It has a lot to do with the product that I'm bringing to them or the programming that I'm bringing to them and making them, you know, progress throughout the years. And I mean, I've been here for almost five years and everyone's still progressing and you're talking about i've had people here for five years and in some most places that's probably pretty unheard of these days i would agree yeah. i would agree especially crossfit gyms come and go I'm not saying yeah. this is a crossfit gym but it's a style of a crossfit gym now i wanted to ask you about the term crossfit in general this is not a like affiliate of crossfit but it's strength and conditioning so 
I, I know a lot of gyms think that you know I should have the CrossFit name. Is that necessary anymore? Um, I don't think so. I think I think it's going in a different direction than than what most people. And I think I realized that about two and a half years ago. Um, I think when you know, not to badmouth CrossFit because I love it. I love it. But I think it I think it was forced upon people. Like people would seek this out and it'd be forced upon them because that's really all there was. You know, when you when you when you seeked out a gym like this, I've never needed it. I've also never marketed. It's it's all been you know. Hey, can this person come in? Absolutely. Hey, can this person come in? Absolutely. Hey, can this purpose, you know, person come in? Absolutely. I don't think, I think it's more of a marketing tool than anything because it was popular at one point, still is popular, but for me, I've never needed it. Because it, it, you find that if you go to a CrossFit gym, it's literally just CrossFit stuff. It's yeah. not like um, anything that's more functional. That's like, like, let's just do fitness or let's do anything else other than like you have to just do this. Whereas California Precision, what you're doing is you're really seeing the way that the market is going, correct? Yeah. Or like yeah. what people are wanting and your program, because you're passionate for fitness in general. So yeah. you're able to, I don't want to say pivot, but to give them what they need. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I realized this about, uh, about two and a half years ago and that's the reason why I trained my, or I changed my programming, but we, we do do a lot of stuff here. We do powerlifting, we do weightlifting, which is snatch, clean and jerk. Um, I do have athletes that compete in CrossFit. I mean, <laughs> it's all up on the wall over there. I do have people that just want to be healthy and well. And I started realizing that about two and a half years ago where we were kind of a specific functional fitness gym and we were doing that a little bit too much when people were kind of changing and just didn't want to do that stuff and they just wanted to be healthy and well. So two and a half years ago, I kind of I kind of changed it and I kind of saw it. So we have two different things that we run here. And then I see where it's changing now. I mean, it's probably going to go within the next year to a more individualized programming type thing. So when I see that and out. <laughs> so it might be coming. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm, I'm even, I'm even, a, hopefully, you know, going to be ahead of the game here in the middle of next year or in, you know, the end of next year um, with the individualized stuff. I do have individual people that I program for, very few, very few lucky ones. But I have two different things I do here. One is for your people that want to be just generally healthy and well. And then I have a comp- competition side. So there's two things that I that I have going on in my gym, you know, during a class. Aside from the open gym and and the individual people that I program for, you know, they they kind of doing their own thing. But uh, it is more class based still. But eventually, I will go maybe in the middle of next year, you know, towards the end of next year with some a little bit more individualized stuff for for people that want it. But in my classes, people love people love coming to the classes and they love you know working out with their friends. I mean, you've been there mm-hmm. or you still are. But I do two two different things in one class. So hour-long class, just like normal. I have a fit for life program. And I have a fit for comp program. So my fit for life program is not fitness for life. It's fit for life. So all those things that you need to do that are fit for your lifestyle of just being generally healthy and well. Um, fit for competition, all those those elements of, of, of competition and fitness that you need to be a competitor. So those are two different breakdowns and didn't get a chance to see anybody because it's not open yet. But during that class, those two things are, are going on. And then, of course, we have our conditioning pieces at the end. So That's great. Yeah, I've, I've personally worked out here. I love working out with, with Ron and his programming. And I have a lot of friends that actually work out here. And, yep. and here's the reason why I asked you, Ron, to be on the show is because I want to bring on just normal, everyday people who are good people. I, I know a lot of gym owners and because I've worked at a lot of gyms but I wouldn't interview them because I actually like Ron he's a, he's a nice guy he's actually a good guy well, I appreciate and, we, that. We, and we sit down and chat and yeah. it's like hey I like you Let, yeah. let's have you on the show I think we share a lot of same things outside too I so. completely agree yeah. so from there 
what is, what would you say is, because is, definitely your passion and also the people that you're bringing on that are coaches as well, their passion help um, to continue to grow the business or make sure that the customers, the people that you're servicing, that they are valued and that they're getting what they're paying for. Is there anything outside of that that as we're getting to um, shifting, like you said, you know, seeing the way the market's going, maybe doing one-on-one programming, things like that. Is there anything else that as we're building a gym that we should really look out for that would help us that we probably would not even know? Area. I mean, area area is a huge one. So, I mean, there's some places in, you know, in other cities to where you have gyms on top of each other. You know, it's starting to get that way here because everybody's, everybody's now branching off from their gym that they started out with, trying to build another gym and trying to open another gym. And, and you, you, and, and this is why I like to kind of keep to myself and keep all of our, our family here, I guess you should say. But you'll see people will branch out, people will move, people will move to another gym, leave that gym, open up another gym and just pay attention to the area. Some areas are good. Some areas are not, you know, it's a, it's a tough business. It's a tough business. Everybody's cut. Even though there's 500 plus thousand people in this town, I'm not saying all 500,000 people want to do this type of training, but Hey, you never know that 500,000 might want to do it. So there's plenty out there, but people don't, people think there's, you know, people that own these gyms think there's about 30 people altogether that want to do this specific type of training and they'll do anything to get out there and get them. So finding a good location. Good location. Obviously, I mean, you could get the best location that everybody's at, but it's going to pay an arm and a leg for it. Yeah. I think you're really blessed to have this great, oh, yeah. great facility and the, the rate that you're paying. It's really, really good. Now, finding a good area and obviously competition is something you have to look at, but it's something that sets you apart. I think, I know you say that um, you've even, you turn away people or like people. You're, you're, you're keeping the right people, but yes. people that are not good, you're like, okay, it's time for you to move on. Tell us about that. For the most part. So the way I've kind of worked again, I haven't done any marketing or anything like that. So through the course of the five years that we've been here, we've had good people come in, good people come in and leave. We've had bad people come in, bad people leave, but more or less I don't market because just like the people that we have in here right now, everyone's friends with each other. So, I mean, <laughs> you're friends with Jeff and Angela, you know, they were friends with somebody that told them about it and they came in, their friends brought their friends in. So I, I think, you know, a lot of these gyms try to create like a community and they try to force that community aspect on, on their gym and say, let's mass produce and let's bring all these people in, come join our community. Cause it's super awesome when it's really not a community. You're talking about just a bunch of people that are in a gym now because it's been mass produced. Well, here, I haven't mass produced not one time. I haven't marketed not one time other than your Facebook posts here and there, but I don't even do that most of the time because most of the time I'm coaching, but a friend brings a friend in. Oh, I know they're going to be good because they're a friend. That friend's going to bring another friend in. Well, I know they're good because they're going to be friends. You know, so we've created kind of a, a community and environment here where just everybody's a friend. And I think, I think that's, has helped us stay here and has helped us grow over the, you know, over the, the few years that we've been here. So, so that's fantastic. I'm really glad for you is what's the future vision for California precision and your business in general? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty comfortable right now. So, um, I think for me it's just, I mean, just keep doing what I'm doing. If I need to change it, I'll change it. Like good people come in and good people stay. I mean, we get those few bad people to come in, but my thought is like, you know, let's just let them in and hope Hopefully we can change their mentality or into a good leave. person yeah, yeah. or they'll leave. Oh, yeah. yeah. So for me, uh, you know, next year that might bring some new things as far as the individual de- design stuff. Cause I think that's the way the market's going. And in reality, you know, again, my program has been pretty good for the last five years and we've had people that progress and are still progressing, um, weight, physically, mentally, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, we've we've had them progress over the last five years, but I think at some point, I think it's going to go more towards that individualized type programming, and you might see that a little bit more towards the middle of the next year, towards the end of the year. Um, but I mean, it's going to be individual design. What better way to get what you want than an individualized program? So, so how long can you do you foresee? Not saying like you would eventually sell out, like that's the thought, but like ten years from now, what do you think? Like, is it still keep doing the same thing like keep don't it's not broken so don't don't change it is that, yeah. that what you're what you're thinking um I, I think for me i think for me in a way yes but just like two and a half years ago where i saw the, the industry kind of changing so um, i'm always paying attention to what's out there you know what people like what people want to see how people are feeling um where this industry is going so i think for me um i don't know maybe i could be here in 10 years maybe i can finally move into this side when they leave but um I think for me, it's just paying attention to to the things that people want and paying attention to the to you know what they want to see and how they want to do it. I mean, I think that's why I think next year again that whole individualized stuff is because people are going to probably want more and people are going to probably want to see more. And there's no better way to do that than give people an option of an individual type thing. And I'll bring on not a lot of people individually because I still want to keep my group stuff going because there's I mean there's a huge there's a large amount of people that still love that. So they still love coming in here, working out with their friends. So Awesome. Well, Ron, I want to jump now into the rapid fire round. The rapid fire round, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Okay. Very, very simple. Okay. You should be able to get them off the top of your head. But um, let's jump right into it. Okay. So the first question is, not having a job, you know, you're working 40, 50, 60 plus hour a week for somebody else. Now you're working for yourself. Hopefully you might have a little bit of time to give back. How are you giving back either to the people around you, you know, making the world a better place or whatever it might be? How can you, with your time, be able to make things better around you? Um, as far as my family or? Family, people around you, everything. Shoot. Um, I think just like anything, time is money. If you can give somebody time and you can give somebody, you know, time a day. I have people text me all the time. I have people call me all the time with advice. And it's funny because I, I, I talk about this a lot in here and I laugh about it a lot here with people. But, I mean, you're not just a coach. You're not just a gym owner. You're kind of a therapist, too. So I think time, I think time is, a, is a great thing to give to people. And if you can give people time and it's positive time, I think. I think that's probably the best solution for anything. You know, time. I'm a hugger too, so I like to hug. So, <laughs> awesome, me too. Uh, so I'll give you a hug, even though I don't know you. I'll give you a hug. But so maybe hugs in time. <laughs> awesome. So, so if somebody were to get started, what is one piece of advice that you would give them if they're going to get started? And we talked a lot. You can even go over something else, maybe reiterate. But is there something that if they're saying, you know what, I want to start a gym, what's one piece of advice you give them? Well, aside from learning as much as you can, not just about that particular business you're going into, but just business in general, just the way it works. Just, I mean, marketing, I mean, just, just any way that's going to make your life easier, easier in that business, whether it's, I don't know, credit card payments or, or whatever it is. I mean, anything that's going to make your job, whatever's going to make you spend the most productive time in your business, I think you need to learn what that is. Productive time is probably... I would say the most, and, and, and it's probably going to be most of the day. It's probably going to be most of your week, but find where you can be productive and how you can be the most productive things that are going to help you out and be productive. So I'm the same boat. I think like his last two answers he gave is all about time, how to make sure that you're using your time well, but also giving your time away. So I completely agree. Now switching it to your younger self. What's one piece of advice you go back and give yourself in the very beginning? One piece of advice, man, just work hard. That's it. I've always been somebody, 
I've always played sports when I was a kid, so I was always I was always um, working hard, and I was always working hard to get what I wanted. So I was always a smaller guy. I was a 136 pound quarterback in high school. <laughs> Got transitioned to running back, but I was always a smallest dude there, so I had to work. Like I had to work hard no matter what I did. Same thing. I was a shortstop. I was 136 pound, five six shortstop in high school. Like I had to work hard at that. <laughs> you know, most shortstops probably aren't that small, but I mean, just hard work. Everything I've had to do, I've had to work hard and, and everything I've done, you know, especially in the military. Again, I was a little dude in the military and found out how I could be a sniper, trained my ass off to be a sniper, and I was a sniper. So, and I graduated a, a school where most people don't graduate in their first time because I worked my ass off to do it. So, I mean, there, I think there was 27 of us and we only graduated nine or 10 of us. There's one sign that you have. It's, it's actually in the, it's in the bathroom. So you go to the bathroom, you're like reading the sign. Oh, that's inspiration. Do you remember what it says? Because I kind of remember what it says. Um, I kind of remember what it is. I look at it every once in a while, but uh, I actually didn't put that up there. Oh. Uh, Chris did. So the one, okay. the previous owner, Chris actually put it up there. So it's been, it's been up there for, for five, five plus years. years. Five <laughs> years now. Yeah. But it's inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what it says? I don't remember what it says. So it basically so. says, yes, every day has been hard. Yes, um, I, I have to push harder and harder. I wanted yes, to, I wanted to, I quit, wanted to yeah. quit, but I never did. Yeah. And it's like, absolutely. If you quit, literally it's all done. Like what, whatever you're doing yeah. now, even though it might be hard, if you quit, if you don't work hard through it, then it was all, everything you just did was yeah. for nothing. Yeah. So next question. What is some sort of tool? It could be an app on your phone. It could be a, a, a barbell. What is one tool that anybody listening or watching this can pick up and utilize to help them themselves? In this specific industry? Or you in general, like what are your, what are your thoughts? Is it like handlebar wax to make sure your um, mustache I mean, you always got to look good on the daily. So, that, I mean, that's something that you just have to do. You, you got you to gotta bring your sexy every day. But yeah, I, I, I'm just going to have to go back with, with something that's not, I mean, you can't physically touch. I mean, just have heart. Just have heart in everything you do. Like for me, it's not, I mean, you give tangibles and intangibles. I mean, I have heart, like, like something I can't give you. You know, you got to just be willing to do it, have the passion for it, and just put all your heart into it and just, I mean, just love it. Yeah. Great. Last question. Okay. What is one nonfiction book? Could be business, could be life, could be anything that we should read that would help us to do better and be more successful. Boy, one book. I don't read too many books lately. It's, I mean, it's all, it's all researching on computers now, but, um, it's going to be a tough question. <laughs> my, we might be sitting here. For it's okay. Might, we, can have to cut that. <laughs> we can pass. If you can't just uh, say, you know what? I, I don't read much. It's a more I, researching online. I actually, I actually, um, Got halfway, and because I started paying attention to my sleep and, and realizing that you know I was going to bed too late and not waking up and and not getting enough sleep throughout the day. But I did start reading Two Brain Business. I got about halfway through it, and it's funny because as I was reading it, I was like, "Shit, that's me! Shit, that's me! Damn, that's me!" <laughs> and as I was progressing through that book, I was like, "Wow, this! I mean, a lot of those things were me." And a lot of those things that he was talking about bad business, I was doing in the beginning. And I, I think uh, I think that was probably the last book that I got into and was reading before I realized I wasn't sleeping a lot and I needed to sleep. So Two Brain um, Business? Two Brain Business, I think it was called. Very yep, cool. Two Brain Business. Cool. Well, Ron, you've given us a <laughs> lot to, to digest and to understand. You give us a lot of wisdom as well as awesome as it is being a sniper, but you're also serving <laughs> our country. So thank you very much for serving <laughs> this great country. But man, 
I, I'm, su- I'm super glad for a friendship. So thank you very much for being on the show. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. Had fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, man. So. <laughs> Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their J-O-B by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses group coaching with me and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I want to get you my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. That's R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777 so you can see how you can quit your job that J-O-B by investing in real estate. I'll show you how to find properties, how to use other people's money to buy properties, and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did. Now, did you also know that there are video versions of each and every single episode on the Successfully Unemployed show? Well, I did record every single one of these for you. I recorded them for you so you will be able to learn from the experts themselves, see what they're doing, see everything that they are talking about on this show visually and all their examples, all their slides, all their pictures that they even draw. Everything is on there. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. Or if you just go to YouTube and type in successful unemployed, more than likely you're going to find me. So successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. And I would truly appreciate it if you subscribe to Successfully Unemployed on YouTube and wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to this show so that you can always get every bit of new information on how to quit your J-O-B. Also, if you got anything out of the show, Share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successful, unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. See ya.